It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, it's Friday, folks. We should be celebrating. Well, in politics, of course, you celebrate Friday because the weekend's here. But politics is, uh, for Fridays for politics also means you, you send out press releases that have bad news or you send out press releases where uh, you don't want to deal with the media scrutiny. You just send it out late in the day uh, and then you go away. Well, today, Fisheries Minister Joyce Murray announced that the federal government will not renew licenses for 15 open-net Atlantic salmon farms around BC's uh, Discovery Islands. Uh, she says that recent science indicates uncertainty over the risks posed by the farms to wild salmon and that uh, the government is committed to developing a responsible plan to transition away from uh, open-net farming uh, in uh, in uh, coastal BC waters. Uh, she did speak uh, about an hour ago. Hear her, her comments after she made the announcement. And so I decided I, that this was a situation that deserved a very precautious measure and so that's why I made a decision not to relicense not to relicense the Atlantic salmon um, aquaculture facilities in the DI. That was uh, uh, Fisheries Minister Joyce Murray. Talk about uh, dropping something late in the day uh, on a Friday afternoon. Uh, on It's a very significant story and impacts many people uh, uh, along coastal British Columbia. Well, joining us now is Brian Kingsett, Executive Director of the BC Salmon Farmers Association. Brian, thank you for joining us today. Yes, you're very welcome. Your Thanks thoughts. Yeah. What your thoughts on this announcement? Uh, well, we just found out just about an hour ago. Uh, and we are, you know, obviously uh, quite disappointed and frankly ra- rather angry that, you know, we wait until a Friday before a long weekend when the house is breaking to uh, make this decision. And that um, well, actually our first indication that the decision was happening was when a, uh, a anti-salmon farming campaigner group was actually sending out uh, their media availability. So I think they had a, a, an advance warning. The Discovery Islands decision in 2020 closed 19 farms and uh, is resulting in about 1,500 jobs being lost and um, about about $400 million in economic activity on Vancouver Island and the loss of about 120 portions of uh, sustainable salmon every year from production. So... The, that decision was overturned in court because the previous minister had not uh, done proper consultation, had uh, not followed the science, um, and was overturned. So Minister Murray had the opportunity today to make it right, and she's chosen not to. And she's followed the exact same path that her predecessor did by, as you said, uh, dropping bad news on the end of a Friday um, we're very curious why she has ignored the science from her own department that uh, shows that that uh, salmon farming in Discovery Islands was not having a negative effect on wild salmon. Mm-hmm. Will this go to court again in your mind? Uh, I suspect that right now, the uh, from my initial discussions with the companies, that they are all reviewing this with their lawyers, and I suspect that the 
uh, minister has put the federal department back in legal jeopardy once again. The uh, all the companies were awarded both costs and damages by the last judge, and our initial read on this is that she has done nothing differently than the previous minister did. Um, she has also, more importantly, uh, ignored the uh, the rights and title of the Lakoto Nations and the Clahoose First Nation in the territory. Uh, who have been engaged in partnerships with the salmon farming companies. And to us, that is probably the the larger uh, issue is that she is, um, you know, completely ignoring and has done not proper consultation with the local First Nations. Brian, what do you say that, uh, you know, environmental groups and, and, and some Indigenous nations are saying that uh, these... Um, uh, farms uh, are linked to the transfer of, of disease to wild salmon. And this is the right thing to do, that the fact that the, their research has shown that this is this is not the way to go. It is. Ms. Ms. Murray has done the right thing because uh, these uh, Atlantic salmon are linked to the transfer of disease to wild salmon. What do you say to that argument? Well, um, I say that the since the Cohen Commission, where the Department of Fisheries and Oceans spent $37 million dollars, and was unable to find a link between salmon farms and declines in wild sockeye, the department has done another nine full Canadian Science Advisory Secretariat studies on issues, and another short one that just came out uh, was released a couple weeks ago that said there is no correlation between salmon farms and sea lice, as well as a multitude of other research um, uh, that says, says that this is not an issue. That does not mean that the industry... Uh, does not have um, to continue to make sure that we undergo continuous improvement uh, to make sure that we don't provide risks to wild salmon. But she's listening to, to be blunt, she's listening to activist campaigners who are uh, forwarding uh, research that has yet actually to show anything definitive, Mm -hmm. but they are claiming is produces, you know, re, has correlation. So uh, we disagree with that completely. Uh, this may be oversimplified. What's the chance of moving this industry to land? And, and I'm oversimplifying things. I know there's costs with it, but... No, uh, no, absolutely. Um, so the issue of moving things to land is that, A, it is not a non-starter for British Columbia. Uh, the provincial government uh, just released a report saying that to move the R sector, which was before the Discovery Islands decision, about 90,000 metric tons, that the price to do that would be somewhere between $1.8 and $2.2 billion. And that did not take into account um, any regulatory delays, the fact that we only have a few sites that are suitable for this in British Columbia, and certainly on Vancouver Island, we don't even have the power grid to support it. Uh, One of the things that affects us is that we are very proud of the fact that we provide uh, a very sustainable um, uh, protein source uh, that has is being shown by all sorts of international indices as having the lowest carbon footprint of almost any farm protein. And moving things to land means that that carbon footprint is going to go up very significantly. We know that climate change is actually the most significant uh, effect to wild salmon. There's actually more wild salmon in the Pacific, North Pacific Ocean than there has been in a century. It's just that they are m- largely moving northwards. Brian, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to chatting with you again next week. Yeah, great. Well, we'll all, anytime.